Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How to behave ourselves on the story? Well, y'all know what we're thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little uh, extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. As your kids, tell them to go sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It is Wednesday, and we're back with a brand new episode of TGIF. Now, we're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, get you something to drink, get ready for this hot tea. Please welcome co-host Funky Doniva. What's up, Funky? What's going on? My throat. I don't know if I got a hold of some bad gentleman caller or not, but my throat been hurting since Thursday, honey. So I'm going to go ahead. You had a big gentleman caller, huh? In advance of you, I'm drinking hot tea tonight with a little bit of Theraflu in it. So hopefully my throat will make it through the show. Oh, God. A lot of information yet. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Well, welcome. Glad you can make it. And please welcome Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? What's going on, Claudia? I guess I'm the only one drinking tonight. But Claudia, what's going on with that, that mighty beautiful red lipstick you got on tonight? Is that red or plum or what's that? Oh, it's red. It's like an orange is red. Since I'm always in some scandal, I thought I'd be scandalous tonight with the red lips. Can't stay out of the news. Well, I mean, you were also doing. You were also at work earlier, right? Yeah. You're, in a, you're in a. You're in a movie. Another movie, Marriage uh, Mansion, down in Atlanta with Melody Holt. It's, it was a fun cast, and this guy Hassan, who was on the wire. And then tomorrow, I leave for LA. I'm actually co-hosting the Bobby Lights and Roland Ray reunion. So yeah, we're gonna see how that's going. But yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure I'll be taking some good pictures there. So, anyways. Uh, did y'all see the Meghan Markle stuff all over the internet today? Did. Ooh. You know, I, I responded to an interview I saw, and um, you, you know when you're protective over, like, like y'all would probably be about Fox Soul. Like, right. you had a great experience here. And if someone says, you know what, I felt like they made me feel like this. You might say, well, I had a good experience with them. That's basically what it boiled down to. But then it became, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. But I really want to be clear that um, I think Meghan gets bashed a lot in the media overseas. And uh, I think her ethnicity has a lot to do with it. So I want to be clear that I'm not on that hate train. I just also wanted to also defend a place that I had a pleasant experience, not to diminish what she felt, but I had a good experience there. Not on some Terry Crews shit. I mean, stuff. Damn it. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I, I, meant, I meant C-H-I-T, C-H-I-T. Uh, but anyways, yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting day. So. Anyways, uh, I guess y'all don't want to talk about that, so we will get into some other headlines. Let's get into it. Uh, we talked about this story months ago. Superfly actor Kalan Walker was sentenced this week to 50 years to life in prison after being convicted of rape. Now, Walker was convicted in April of three counts of forcible rape, one count of assault to commit oral copulation, two counts of statutory rape, and two counts of rape by intoxication. Uh, what do y'all think about the update to the story? Uh, Q, what do you think? This young man had his whole future ahead of him. And it, it, it's weird because I'm inside, I'm having that, but he's just a boy moment. And then I'm also reconciling the totality of the crimes that he committed and those were some grown man crimes um i just can't imagine being sentenced to prison for 50 years in my 20s um coming off the heels of the Dahmer special on fbi on fbi on netflix um i am just so fascinated by the mind that does these types of things but um justice was served um but i just also feel bad because i can't help but look at him and just see a little boy who just threw his whole life in the garbage yeah 
ask, okay, Al, what do you think? You know, in the beginning, I thought the same thing, Q. I was like, oh my gosh, 50 years to life in prison for this. But then as you start to think, as you start to dig into this story, you find out that he actually had 30 women to come forward. 30 women came forward in total. And the prosecutors were only able to get six uh, guilty rape convictions in which three of those rape convictions were 16 year old aspiring models. Now we know Kalani, you know, jumped right into this conversation and she said that she is finally glad that someone has caught this guy because she called him a serial rapist. She said that he was aggressive and dangerous. And from this, we find out that that is exactly what he is. And unfortunately for a young man like this, it's this heavy sentence that will make him stop. Because the thing that alarmed me the most about him was the number of under aged women when you start messing with 14 15 16 year olds and you are raping them drugging them and doing sexually inappropriate things to them for your pleasure you belong underneath the jail and that's where i hope they put him let me ask this one question for both of y'all and claudia i didn't mean to jump you um by the time I was 24, I know I, for a fact I didn't have 30 sexual partners. You said 30 people came forward. Now, I don't know how many I don't have by now, by the time I'm 39. <laughs> but by the time I was 24, I was sure I didn't have 30. I am not defending him whatsoever. But doesn't this show that his brain doesn't work, that he's sick? And what I'm trying to get at is a more evolved civilization where we figure out a way to rehabilitate people because granted, we have to stop them, but jail is not going to fix his broken brain. You see what I'm saying? If he's still in jail having these thoughts and urges, he's not fixed. Right. So what happens in that case, Q, is that you have to have the right lawyer. All right. We've seen Bill Cosby, R. Kelly and Jeff, Jeff, Epstein, they they committed these similar crimes for over 30 years. And so you have to have the lawyer that says, hey, look, this is a mental thing. And instead of charging him this way for forcible rape or whatever it is that you're charging him, I need for my client to plead for mental instability or something of those sorts. But that's a whole different trajectory in the justice system, right? So if he goes down that path, he can't go back. And the other part is he has to believe that he has a mental illness in order for it to be treated. And in this case, this young, young, young man has a little bit of a disconnect. He, he feels like that his aggressive sex wasn't necessarily forced that, you know, defines it as rape. I'm glad that someone finally got a, a, a fair um, sentence. I'm sick and tired of people using mental health as an excuse and I get a pass. What about the mental health issues you cause your victims? I don't know if either one of you have had any experience with men- with uh, sexual ab- abuse, assault or rape. I have. I've been vocal about it. And it stays with you. You know, when something is taken from you, I'm not a casual sex person. You know, I'm not as much as people want to make it out to be uh, me to be that way. I'm really not. And it well, really I feel attacked. Well, 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 I feel attacked. Well, if the shoe fits, where's that thing? <laughs> so I just feel like, you know, all too often people get reminded and reinforced that they don't matter. Their body doesn't matter. Yeah, he raped you, but what about the woman that got raped behind a, a, a dumpster and, and the, the judge said, oh, we don't want to ruin this young man's life. So many people are raped that never come forward. So when someone finally does come forward, it is a big deal. It is a big deal. And most people don't get therapy for it. So it affects their future relationships and the relate and they make everyone else's life hell because they never got, you know, treated. And they have, some people end up abusing others. I'm glad he's off the streets. I don't give a damn if he was abused. I don't give a damn if what his, uh, was his mental health issue is. Good. Even more reason for him to be in jail where he needs to be away from people. And you raping little girls have never even had a chance to willingly say yes to sex. That is evil as hell. Mm-hmm. You and know I'm what's tired. so also interesting, Claudia, I don't know, this is the first time that I, that I have reported on air like this of someone being accused and found guilty of oral compilation, which means he forced himself onto someone orally in their genitalia area. How wild is that? Meaning he put his mouth on them? Oh. Against their will. <sighs> 
You know what? You would be surprised how many people are out here really raping people. And they're not just creepy people. And people get surprised when it's a celebrity, but he's not the only one. You know, I've alluded yeah. to it before, but there's a lot of them out there. All right, y'all. According to reports, uh, after calling out the Grammys for moving her single Super Freaky Girl from the rap category to pop, Nicki Minaj will be considered five times in rap categories for next year's Grammys. Grammy voters who have received their ballots revealed that Nicki is in contention in the best rap performance category for another one of her songs. And she will make several more appearances in the rap category of the Grammy ballot for collaborative songs. Do you think Nicki deserves to be nominated after calling out the Grammys? And do you think she's getting pushed out of the music industry? Al, let's start with you. Oh, hell no. You can't push Nicki Minaj out of the, the out of the music industry. I don't believe. I think she's still dominating the charts. She's still, you know, super freaky girl, you know, it went to number one, still in the top 10. I think though Nicki's very verbal stance on social media last week definitely caused a shakeup with the people over at the Grammys. And I think this is a great deal of Grammys gaslighting her by, you know, nominating her in all these other uh, arenas, but not in the solo. Let's be very clear about this. And, and Q said it best last show. Nicki Minaj, Super Freaky Girl, was debatably one of her best or biggest songs of her career. At least I'll say it now. I, I, I feel like that. And they intentionally, in my mind, moved her out of that rap category into pop because they, they know that that will stop her from winning that Grammys. That's my opinion. What do you guys think? I, I don't think that's one of her best songs. I think she's had a lot of better songs that should have been nominated before this one. But you know, hey, it's 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 all it's it's to each its own. It's opinion. You know what I mean? That's why mm -hmm. there's a panel and people vote, and it, you we don't have to agree on that. Um, she she should be nominated. She should be nominated. Um, you know, attitude aside, it, talent is talent, and and if she is putting in the work and good at it, then she should rightfully be nominated. There there shouldn't be con a conspiracy against her if if you believe there is one. But you also need to, uh, you know, it's it's the entire persona, I guess. I don't think it's just solely based on talent. I really don't. I mean, we've seen this so many times, right? Where the right artist doesn't win. And we're like, wait, this person got it? it it's a popularity contest. And it's also some other strings by the powers that be. Hmm. I think, Q, what do you think? So she got nominated in five rap categories. Woohoo. But Grammys, y'all don't get a golden star for giving her what she deserved. You know, she rightfully so deserved those nominations. It still doesn't change the fact that you moved her song out of that category and did not move Lotto's song either, which was similar in nature. It still doesn't change the crime. And it, it feels like a lot of gaslighting. It feels like you're trying to say, look, 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 why you made this big fuss over here. Look, we gave you five nominations over here. What's the big fuss about? You know what I'm saying? And the big fuss is I've been nominated before and haven't won. And in the one category where I really did have a chance of winning, y'all moved my song and kept a song of similar theme and nature in the category. So, I mean, while it's great she got nominated for those five, she was due those five. I still need y'all to address why Super Freaky Girl was moved and why Big Energy wasn't. Right. I just wish that Nikki didn't say it. Let the people say it because it ends up looking like another beef between Nikki and another female artist, a young up and coming artist. That's, you know, her junior. All right, y'all, we'll see what happens. I'm sure we'll be reporting on that and giving y'all updates. All right, shortly after the news broke of Ime Yudaka's cheating scandal, Cameron admits to sliding into Neil Long's uh, DMs. He wrote, your perseverance as a strong Black woman through this turbulent time has been something to behold. You shouldn't be taken advantage of and exploited as you did nothing to deserve this. He continued, you're a queen. And by the way, I'm a king. Together, we can achieve the greatness we both are destined for as a couple. <laughs> what do you think about how Cameron tried to shoot a shot at me along? And let's talk about y'all's DMs. Has anyone ever tried to slide in your DMs after a, a relationship ended? Q, let's start with you. What do you Look, think about this? Let me say this. Cameron, go sit your ass down somewhere, okay? <laughs> we saw we saw how you had Juju ass in the state of suspended animation for 50 damn years. Why would Nia Long get out of one super long engagement and come over to another situation proven super long engagement? That just don't make sense. That lady finna work it out. Let, let me tell you something. 
I was raised by the old people. They say the devil you know is better than the one you don't. A lot of y'all got mad at me for saying Nia Long should have left her man. And let me tell you something. There ain't nothing out there. I'm in these streets. I am the streets, okay? S-H-I-T. So I'm telling y'all, it ain't nothing out there. That lady better stay her ass over there where she at, work it out with that doggone man, and just make the best of it. Because listen, if he gonna cheat on you on the left hand and he gonna cheat on you on the right, you might as well stay over here and make it all right. All right? So that's, that's what she doing, staying over there and making it all right. Cameron, that's a grown woman. She don't play them little love and hip-hop games. Go find you somebody on Carly Red level to play with. Go, go get you a little Carly Red type of girl and, 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 and y'all go build a life together. But leave Nia, grown woman, love Jones, uh, wear a slip up under her dress long alone. These men are very confident. The ones that are posting their DMs to Nia Long, like it's they, they, they really okay. I see y'all. Al, what you think about this? Story? This, you know, this was funny to me. There was a part of me that I couldn't tell if he was serious, or if he was joking, uh, was he high, or you know, kind of because like all I could, all I kept thinking about in my head was this is the same dude that rapped on that song of Pimps a Pimp. Do y'all remember that song with Jermaine Dupree? No, <laughs> no. He said women are like dogs from how they walk, talk, and sit on the couch and how they lick in the mouth and never S-H-I-T in the house. I, can you rap it for us? I want to hear how it goes. How does the song go? Yeah, you know I'm told. Not just, just the I lyrics like right now. now I, got, I, want to hear I, got all, I got all the lyrics now because you know I know it now. Cause I, I know you I, got I, them right there. I, I already the printed them all out, but I don't know... Q, do you give me a beat, Q? I don't <laughs> I actually, you know what? And believe it or not, I am normally the most musically inclined one of the three of us. I don't know that one. Okay, so anyway, the way he talked in that is not indicative of how he is making French connotations and talking about until next time the sunrise and the moon falls. Hope to hear from you soon, Mia Moore, or should I say Nia Moore? That shit was funny to me. I just thought it was very interesting how he all of a sudden became this different guy about the ballots than what he raps about every day. So to me, it came across as corny and a tad bit thirsty. I'm thinking he's being silly. You know, like when yeah, Jeff Bezos' wife, so. uh, you know, when they got a divorce, people were screenshotting their DMs like, hey, ma, what's good? I think it was that because obviously Cameron has a lot of personality and I think he likes to be silly. I don't think this was serious. It wasn't like she leaked it like, look who's in my DMs. I think he did the whole thing for us, the yeah. social media to be, to just just have a little fun with it. That's what I think. Got it. He don't Makes talk sense. like that. Yeah, but you know what? If, if he was serious, no man would honestly post being posted, right? or not being responded to on social media. It, but you I, know what? I, another, I the other funny thing that I love about Cameron was, remember last year he deleted like, he admitted that he deleted 200, a block, 200,000 people on social media. That's insane. But listen, and he said, he said that uh, if, if somebody made a negative comment, right, about him on social media, and then anybody who made a comment under that negative comment, he blocked them all. <laughs> well, we about to get blocked if we don't take a commercial break. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. And Al, I need you to like, just practice during the break. I want you to rehearse and, and, and recite, spit them bars when we come back. All right, I'll play the song for no, what we want they want to hear you rap in the chat app. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. We need you all to hit that like button in the chat. We've got uh, quite a few people in the chat, but uh, the likes are really low. So, uh, do y'all like us? Let's go. Let's go, soulmates. Hit that button. All right, y'all. The Real Housewives of Potomac Housewives, uh, Monique Samuels, is denying claims that she and her husband, Chris Samuels, are getting a divorce. Monique said, it's no secret that Chris and I have been struggling in some areas of our marriage. And anybody who watched Love and Marriage DC last year, y'all saw the arguments. Y'all saw everything that was going on. Monique also said that instead of taking the divorce route, they decided to go to counseling individually to work on their personal issues and focus on themselves. Uh, Q, what, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think it's so, a damage control? And do you think I do? Yeah. I do. And 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 full disclosure, I like Monique a lot. Monique's phone number is in my phone. Monique is somebody that I talk to um, occasionally, a couple times a year. Um, my spirit tells me Monique had some conversations with some people, and some people got ahead of themselves and leaked private conversations. She may have been venting. You know, I'm tired of this Negro. I'm ready to leave his ASS. Yeah, I'm thinking about going down to the courthouse, whatever it may be, whatever girlfriends do. And I think um, when it leaked, 
her and Chris had a knee jerk reaction and decided to 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 put on a united front. Now, listen, I'm never going to celebrate the disillusion of a family. And if this leak is what it took to make those two say, you know what, before we go to the courthouse and file for divorce, let's give this thing one more try. Then it worked out in divine order. Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely think um, that these folks ain't lying on Monique and Chris. I definitely think that there was some talks of separation and that it just got out ahead of their schedule. Yeah, I, I think so too. Al, what do you think? I'm going to disagree. I'm going to disagree. This, this source that broke this story was People Magazine. And people don't get it wrong too often because they're afraid of being sued. Now, this is the thing. I love Monique and, 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 and Chris and those beautiful kids. Some kids are beautiful. But Monique is smart and that girl is crafty. Let me tell you something. I feel like that this is something that her and her team plotted and not plotted in the sense that it wasn't real. Plotted in the sense that um, it makes for a great storyline. I think she moved from one franchise to another. She understands that the franchise that she is presently on has to have something more robust than what she gave in the last platform. And here it is. And it is kind of parallel to what she's going through. But I don't think that this is by happenstance. Look at when it was leaked, everybody. It was leaked through Bravo's BravoCon, right? which she wasn't invited to on purpose, which she should have been. And that timing made me uneasy. Now, if it didn't occur here, then I could agree with you guys. But because of that time, and I feel like something was planted and something was done crafty. And I just feel like that's how smart that woman really is. I, I'm um, going to disagree with you because I think that the, another cast member is the one that spilled the beans at BravoCon and told her business. It's like if you had a conversation with one of your friends, you're like, you know what, me and my dude or my girl, whatever, we going through something right now. And then they get asked about you and they tell your business and then you have your force to respond. Isn't that what happened? Fuck you. Wasn't there? No, uh, no, no. At, well, well, people people reported talk? this before the leak at BravoCon. Right. Well, they reported this it before was the leak. Way before they they, they reported it before the leak. And Absolutely. then Ashley substantiated it by saying, That's right. Well, I talked to Monique three weeks ago mm -hmm. and she told me that they were headed towards separation. Now, here's the thing, Al, you call her smart. It's never smart to play with your marriage on a reality TV platform. Mm -hmm. I think it's everything but smart if you care about your family, your husband your 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 relationship so you know while i get it maybe i i i want i want to swap out the word smart for strategic um that's fair if, if y'all are intentionally doing this chris and monique i definitely hope that you are uh, fully prepared to deal with what comes along when you speak this type of thing over your relationship for the sake of a storyline especially when you don't need the money Right. Yeah, that's I, I think sometimes people think things are storylines when they're not, too. Uh, being that I've been in that position a little, a little bit, I've had a little bit of experience with it. Everything wasn't so calculated for me. I mean, I'm not saying that everyone's like that, but sometimes this people run their mouth about your life and it gets out there and then you got to get ahead of it. And everyone thinks every single thing. Some things are, though, but some things are not. And I don't know. But, I, think, I just I think, think if you followed Real House of Potomac, if you follow Real House of Potomac, you know how tragic this 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 her presence there and her husband's presence was there i don't think she would move over to a different platform knowing what reality tv did before on real housewives of potomac and not understand every single thing that you're trying to do a to save your marriage or to to work on television because you don't sign up for television just because it's fun you want to know one thing i hate oh go ahead claudia some thank you sometimes other people are trying to get storylines and put your business out there and it ain't necessarily you doing it. That's also an option too. I hate the fact that the general public has learned the word storyline. Story yes. <laughs> and I hate the fact that reality TV, first of all, reality TV, the, 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 across the entire genre, I don't give a damn what network you're on. The black woman ensemble show of fabulous girlfriends. It's all just one big mess that's dead at this point because it's no longer reality, none of it. Everybody is sitting down and planning out what their storyline is. And it's just made reality TV a, 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 a place where has-beens go to die. 
You know what I'm saying? I liked it better when it started out, when we were following the lives of people. You remember when Real Housewives of Atlanta came out and, 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 and the white woman went and bought that Escalade and wrote that check? We had never seen anything like that before. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was authentic. It was real. They were not sitting there saying, let me plan out my storyline so I can be here for three more seasons. Reality TV is just dead at this point, thanks to that word, storyline. And coming from both sides, coming from the the participants and the producers, you know, like having you get nervous before the next season, like I got to get something cooking so I can be invited back and get a peach or a diamond or whatever, an apple or whatever the hell they all get these days. And and, and that's got to be frustrating. Um, okay, do we have time for this next story? Let's go ahead and do this. Uh, American Airlines, pa- an American Airlines passenger is asking for reparations after she claims she was wedged between two obese people on a flight. Now, the passenger, Cindy Watson, took to Twitter and wrote, this is absolutely not acceptable or okay. If fat people want to be fat, fine. But it is something else entirely wrong when I'm stuck between you with your arm rolls on my body for three hours. Now, Sydney received backlash on social media and was told that she was fat shaming the people next to her. Al, was she being unreasonable or does she have a point? She's 110% being unreasonable. You better get out of here. First of all, you are a Caucasian and you're, you're underweight, size four, six, eight. Listen, let's be very clear. Um, in 2011, airlines started making faster planes, smaller aircrafts, and smaller uh, seats and smaller leg room. And for a full-figured African-American woman, because that's what she was stuck between, two full-figured African-American women, you know, they're not obese. I mean, they're not small, but they're not obese. You're not going to get away with being critical about them. And you're not going to say because they need a a seatbelt extender that they don't belong on a plane. Young lady, we're not going to do that. We're definitely not going to body shame our beautiful black women that actually are healthy. That we're not going to do. You know, so I don't, I don't, I'm not buying anything that she's saying here, but I will tell you this underclass or coach has changed and there are many layers to it. And that's why I try my best at all times to fly first a business class, but no, we're not going to blame those, those regular size or full size African-American female women for the seat in the aircraft being made too small for anybody to sit in them. Cause when I sit in coach, I, I don't fit. I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, I will agree with you on the reparations part. That was, again, white people, stop trying to use our word. Like, knock it off with that nonsense. Like, stop trying to just jack all of our stuff. As far as you know, you're going to spill over into the next seat. You're not you're you're not uh, underweight. You're not a normal size. I'm going to say that, and you can be mad at you if you want to, folks. But if you're spilling into the other seat, that is a problem. And you should, if I was that size, I would purchase two seats. I don't think they should. I think they should actually make some bigger seats in that co- that option. I, I see you funky cracking up, but I'm, I've been there before. And if I pay for a seat, I don't want the arms of two people on me the entire flight. That is that you got to think that person has rights too in the middle. I think everyone should be comfortable. I think airlines need to stop being cheap and stop being greedy and stop uh, putting more seats into a plane where you have no space. The fact that someone 5'8 and their knees are at the back of someone else's uh, seat is not right. They need to make the seats bigger because we do have a larger population. So what are, but- what are, you, what are you recommending that uh, that over or heavier or fuller figured women or men do when they want to go see their family in case they're going to a funeral or going to a family reunion or going to see a loved one? Are you saying that they have to then go pay twice the cost for two seats because of their weight? Al, I see what you're doing. You're trying to make me be the fat shamer. I'm no, not I'm, I'm that. Just, I'm just asking a question because okay. we, we already said that the airline should be more sensitive to it. I think I shared that. And, I, and, and so I just want to know what is the option? You're saying you disagree. So what's the option? The what, option, what? if I know, if I'm a larger size person, I'm going to try to book my flight early to get the, 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 the bigger seats. The comfort, I don't think it's realistic to, to think that these people should have to pay for first class. I think that's, you know, a lot of people realistically, let's be honest, where we are in our economy, a lot of people cannot afford first class. And I don't even like to spend money on first class. I think it's ridiculous. But there should be, I think two things can be true at the same time. The airline should stop being a little bit more considerate, especially in America. We are the most obese nation in the world. We are. That's a mm-hmm. fact. 
You know what I mean? And I think we have to stop being so greedy. I've noticed a difference in airplanes, how they have packed more seats and more rows right. into a plane. And I don't think that's right. Cause I'm five, eight and like my knees are at the front, mm-hmm. but I also, we also have to like, let's not like not be considerate of the person in the middle that is suffering. Imagine being between two people. You can't move either way. They're spilling over into your seat and you pay just as much as that person that we do need to come up with a solution with this because it mm. is not right for either party. And it's embarrassing. I feel bad when I see a, a, a heavier person have to put the seatbelt and extenders and be embarrassed. That ain't cool either. I think they are being greedy and they do need to take that into consideration on these plain designs. Q, what you say about this? You over there laughing. Like, Al, I have to give you a little pushback. I can't sit here and let you make this a, a black woman versus white woman thing because that's, that's not what this was. And I also can't let you sit here and call these women, you know, regular and full-figured at the point in which she could not let either of her arm rest down And she also showed the picture. She could not let her tray table all the way down because the other person's stomach was spilling over in the in the airspace of her tray table that those people are obese. Now, what the answer is, I do not know. I'm not going to lie to you. I actually feel very I felt very bad for overweight people in this situation because the way this lady went off. It made them feel like second-class citizens, and that's not right. She was very nasty about it, Mm -hmm. and you could tell she had a thing for fat people. Mm. On the flip side of things, Al, much to Claudia's point, I have also been wedged in between two people like that, where they've taken it upon themselves without conferring with me if it was okay for them to keep the armrest up. I like the armrest down. I like to rest my elbows on it. I paid my money just like you did. I don't know what the answer is. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if the answer is you need to purchase two tickets. I don't know if they need to have an overweight section on the plane. I don't know if that's legal. I don't know if they have to purchase first class tickets, but here is what I do know. I do know as human beings that we have to exercise something that's called common courtesy. And while you may not be able to help that you that doggone big, I can't help that I'm this small. And I just think we all have to be conscious and be good global citizens. And I'm sorry, I think that if you know that your body is going to spill over into somebody else's personal space, then the the proper thing probably to do is to buy another seat because it's unfair for you to make me uncomfortable just for you to be comfortable. That's not fair to me. Especially in a time with COVID and monkeypox. I don't believe, I don't believe, I can't co-sign the economical side of that. And then I wasn't, let's be very clear, I wasn't making this a black white thing. I'm saying in that situation, it was actually two black women that a white woman was sitting in between. So I wasn't making it a black white thing. Hold on, let's pick this up after commercial. Heavy set. Yeah, let's, let's, yeah, things are getting heavy and we will continue this after we come back from this commercial break. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. Y'all know I'm a cat person and uh, not too many shows goodbye without six making an appearance. And I really care about my cats and their health. Now, when my cats are healthy, they are happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when they're healthy. Now, helping me know that my cat's healthy is just one of the reasons why I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly and there's no more cat bathroom smell. Uh, there's a big difference between litters, you guys, and it is, it's, it's make or break, you know, and you don't want your house smelling like bad litter. It's a huge, it's a huge thing as a cat owner, pet, pet owner. Now, uh, Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus the crystals last up to a month, which means there's less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can. Now here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help detect early signs of potential illness in my cat's including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And that is a big deal because cats, unlike dogs, they don't really give you any signs that something is wrong. Now, Pretty pretty Litter ships free to my door in a small lightweight bag. I got some right on my patio and I never run out of it. I don't have a huge container of litter taking up space and stinking up my apartment. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Pretty Litter helps keep my cat healthy and keeps odors down. And trust me, your cats are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do here in the Jordan household. Now go to prettylitter.com slash T to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash T to save 20%. Oh, uh, we'll be right back with more TGIF with Al and, and Q when we return. And uh, yeah, my cat is right here. Do you want to see my cat? Yes. You like Pretty Litter? Okay. He, 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 of course, is not going to cooperate. But all right, y'all, pretty little. Get it for your cats and make them happy like mine. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back to TGIF. We see y'all in the chat. We got 30, we have 3,500 right now. And please hit that like button. And we got, we have 338 likes right now, y'all. Can we get All to right. 600? Let's I said the light thing just broke. It, it, sometimes it'd be behind. <laughs> no, sometimes it sometimes it'd be a little delay on it. Because sometimes my YouTube will be like, it'll be like, it'll have more likes than it does views. Mm. And my fans be like, what something going wrong? So I think the counter be messed up something. I think sometimes when, when they're hitting it too much, it jammed the system up. That's what it is. That you know, you know what? Case, case off. They liking it too much. It done jammed up the system. You got to unjam that system. <laughs> so it's really like 10,000 likes. That's what it is. That's okay, what it, it is. All right. Uh, okay, we got to get into this Larsa Pippen now. Oh, child. What she done did now? Man, you know, she was somebody's son. All right. Now, during a BravoCon panel, Larsa Pippen revealed that her father caused a downfall of her OnlyFans account. Oh, my God. Larsa claims that the largest amount of money she has made for her content is around $200,000. But she said her father was getting calls about her OnlyFans. And he told her, I don't know what OnlyFans is, but you need to shut it down. Larsa added, since he did that, he took my sexy feel away. He just took it. Would you let your pa uh, your parents get in the way of your coins? Q, let's start with you. What do you feel about the Larsa Pippen having OnlyFans? Her daddy... There's a lot of things going on here. Her daddy knowing about it and then taking it away. Let me tell you something. First of all, Lost of Pepper, you too damn old to be this much of a damn liar. That's number one. You 50, which means your daddy must got one foot in the damn grave and don't know, hey. nothing, about damn, <laughs> and don't know nothing about no damn OnlyFans, number two. And you mean to tell me your father was more concerned about that OnlyFans than you taking black dick from future child, please? Get off my line with that foolishness. Of all the scandals and of all the things you done did out here with all these random black rappers and black men, your daddy bypassed all of that. It caught you about your only girl. Get off my line. Let me tell you something. Larsa don't hung around with... Now, 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 let me tell you something. If you gonna hang out with Kim Kardashian and them, because you know they only keep friends for three months at a time. In them 90 days, bitch, Ooh. you better learn something. And she picked up the marketing tactics, okay? Because this was cute. This was a cute way to keep you in the headlines without you having to do anything. You ver you made one sentence of verbiage, and bam, you back in the headlines. I see you, Laws of Pippin, but I'm pretty sure your daddy called you about them black dicks you was taking far before he called you about the OnlyFans. Oh. I said it, did. So his phone was broke then. His phone was broke. You, you right here at the Holiday Inn and the Days Inn with Future. And he didn't call you then. You down there at the IHOP in the Waffle House with Michael Jordan's son. He didn't call you then, but he called you when you was just modeling alone on the OnlyFans. Girl, and I'm Britney Spears. Somebody go get my conservator. <laughs> Al? What do you you think? know, I, I I think I agree with Q on the sense that 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 young lady definitely took a page out of the Kardashian um, book. Larsa Pippen, she's already rich. You got money. You're worth 10 million. Your ex-husband's worth more than 20 million. You got three, four kids by him. He's taking care of you. You got businesses. You got fame and you got celebrity. But you still wanted an OnlyFans page. No, you wanted attention. And you love attention. You just are an attention-hungry woman. And you learned it from the Kardashians. So I feel like, you know, your parents probably didn't force you to do this because if they did, they would have forced you to stop all that other, you know, like Funky said, foo la la and around that you were doing. But I will say this though, Claudia and Funky, my parents have leaned in on a couple of things that have made me rethink how I was doing certain things and, and getting a bag for so for sure. So that part I can relate to. Ooh, like what? Like, you know, just all types of things, there are many layers to it. Now, remember, I used to be a private banker. So, you know, they were very, very much like about morals, about how you showed up to the public, like, you know, being humble, like being Christian, like, like mm -hmm. my mother was that woman. My mother was a Southern Baptist and everything surrounded the church and, and, and that type of stuff. So there were moral heartstrings that she would pull on that would have me rethink different things that I was trying to do. Do they watch this show? 
Oh, both Did of my parents are deceased. Oh, I'm sorry. Are yeah. your family members watching the show? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they love you. Remember, I told you, they told me that I needed to, you know, take into account your feelings and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> What's that number? Like, she's the only woman. You gotta, you gotta start paying attention to how she feels. I was like, but why? <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, I will say this about Larsa Pimpin. Uh, Pimpin. Um, it's like, we can blame the Kardashians for this, but Everyone's attention hungry these days, right? So I just feel like everyone's attention, uh, whoring attention, uh, starved. It's like you, you, you were so close to people that are really good at that marketing, and you really didn't do a great job of it. It's like kind of like Kardashian light, kind of like an off-brand, low-brand. It's like a discount version of it. Mm -hmm. It's a Canal Street Gucci purse. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that's why it's so irritating. I don't know. And then the thought of OnlyFans, like, what are you doing on there? Has anyone seen the pictures? What's she doing on there? Mm -mm. I don't know. She says she's not getting naked. She says she, she no. She also took it a step further and said it's her children that take the pictures most of the time. Right. So I'm sure it's more like a, a you know soft porn lingerie modeling scantily clad or whatever. Mm -hmm. She ain't gonna just you know she ain't that doggone stupid. But yeah. And she said it was the Arabic community that supports her the most because of her exotica and like her largest client was a guy that had paid two hundred thousand dollars to support her. Well, maybe we're missing out on something because I'm apparently people are going there showing their feet and making all kinds of money and not even having to get naked. So maybe we got it wrong and they got it. You right. want to know what's funny, Claudia? I'm not even gonna be funny. I definitely think um, you could go on there and do the scantily clad thing. And Al, I actually think because of your previous marriage that you have enough national recognition that you could go on there and do the scantily clad thing to and make a couple coins. It's just pathetic as hell. I wouldn't be y'all friends no more after. <laughs> I just wouldn't or be y'all friends no just, more. And, you could just film your gentleman callers every night. <laughs> no, that, no, and I don't have them every night because I'm unlocking my better self, okay? That's why your throat busted down, bro. <laughs> no, my, my throat is busted because the weather is changing. There's something going around uh -huh, in, uh -huh. the, in the stratosphere. the allergies, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not me, girl. Okay, I don't do that. I'm you might as well make a few dollars off of it. We're going left, right, exactly. Q, you might as well. You're doing it anyway. Guys, I can't. I'm no. unlocking my better self, honey. I love. Oh, you know what? What we ain't about to do is start lying on this show. <laughs> <laughs> All this lying tonight going on about I don't do this and I don't do that. Oh my God! All right, I make money the proper way, and I'm a Christian, and I don't do nothing bad. You do orgies. All right, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. That's <laughs> correct. See. Not me, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go. We'll be back, y'all. We'll be back. We pray for us. Hmm. Welcome back to TGIF. Now, during the break, we were having a conversation, but we're gonna talk about this story because uh, the fellas, well, Funky was admitting to what he's done in a club, and I want to see what y'all feel about it, this in the chat, and and and, and I want to get your thoughts about this. Okay, put a puff of air like a fart in the chat <laughs> if you can relate. Okay. Um, this woman. Uh, tweeted i love farting in the club no one ever thinks it's the bad bee in the corner um <laughs> which prompted funky to go a step further of course <laughs> could just leave it at that like you gotta go a step further and what what have you done in the club funky? Oh, look, that, I, that was I was telling them on break y'all i said i didn't fart in the club because i'm classy based okay i don't <laughs> fart in public but I have boo-booed in the club, and this particular club did not have a lock on the door or whatever. So can you imagine being in a loud club, people coming in and out the bathroom, they need to get in the stall to do their drugs or to pee or whatever it is they need to do, and you sitting there trying to hover over the toilet, you holding the door like this, it's the men's room. So, and, and, the, and the thing is, lots of people push the door, it comes open, you push it back, they pushing it even harder while you in there trying to boo-boo. The biggest fear of your life is I gotta remove one of these hands because I, I gotta wipe with one of these hands, which means I ain't got enough resistance to hold this door when these Negroes come elbowing the dog on the door and you are caught in the most vulnerable position. Mind you, I got my drink on the back of the toilet. Baby. I paid my good $15 for this Long Island baby. And I ain't about to drop her. And it's already nasty as hell taking your drink in the bathroom with you in the club, baby. But oh my God. 
Anybody who follow me know, baby, I boo boo wherever I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yes, I didn't fart in the club. I'm, and, it, and it's uh, women, y'all don't understand. Men's oh. rooms and most <laughs> bars and clubs, especially little bars and clubs, they don't they don't lock. They don't show them no love or nothing. Some of them don't even have <laughs> I knew somebody who had to go outside to their car and boo-boo behind oh, okay. okay. Thank you very much for that funky dynamic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The chat. I want you to see tomorrow what they're putting in the chat. Thank you, chat. Thank you. Thank you. Lots. Okay. Got. All right. Okay. Moving on. Um. Now let's talk about someone who has no shame in their game when it comes to being sexy. Mike Itkiss, a man running for New York Congress, released his own sex tape that he refers to as a conversation piece for his congressional campaign to show his support for legalized sex work. He said, uh, if I would just talk about it, it wouldn't demonstrate my commitment to the issue. What do you think about this story, Congressman? Are we, we're in a weird time right now, aren't we? Al, what do you think about this? What is going on? What is going on in American mm -hmm. politics is all I can think about with this story. Donald Trump has definitely ushered in a whole new narrative as it relates to the political landscape in America. Politicians are now shock jock guys. That's exactly what they are. They're shock jocks. And, and this particular guy, it did the fact that he actually, you know, I had to watch the video. In the beginning of the video, he's sitting there with the sex worker talking about his stance as it relates to sex workers and talk about the importance of, of what they do and it not being legislated or ruled against. And then they go into the sex act. This is the most insane thing I've ever witnessed in my life. But I'm going to tell you what. I promise you, I think he might win from this nonsense. And that's just how things are rolling out. Just like I think Herschel Walker is still in the game as it relates to him and, and his, his candidacy in Georgia. We are in dark times right now. Q, what you think about this? And um... I look at that man. I'm like, who the hell want to see Uncle Fester naked? <laughs> Al, Al, was it big? <laughs> was it? The hell are you over there giggling for? Answer the damn question. The way he's giggling, I'm saying that. I think he's impressed. <laughs> right. <No. laughs> Al, you so childish. You're supposed to be an adult show. So listen, Claudia, while he over there getting himself together, I, oh uh, you know, the, 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 the one thing that was going through my mind was, you know how you have single issue voters and he's <laughs> single issue like candidate, like you running on a Everything that's going on in the world, COVID, monkeypox, inflated housing prices, you know, racism, da, 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 da. this is your, you, you put all your campaign attention and donations into buying this sex worker and making this tape. To me, this is someone that knows he's not going to win. That's like, you know what? I'm going to have fun. I raised a few thousand dollars. Let me just go ahead and use it on this commercial. Just have a little fun. Because there's some people that are just doing some wild stuff in these campaigns. Politics, I will say this, has become quite entertaining, right? Like, right. I'll, I'd be scared that they would be legislating for us. But he probably, it's probably, a, there's people that really have this stuff on their bucket list. Like, Right. Eh, I want to run for office. Well, you know, he, he tried to tie it in, Q. He tried to tie it into... Um, um, Legalizing pro sex work. Pro-life, pro-life, pro-choice, and all, that whole thing. I just think it, I think it was a now, shock. I, now, now, you know what? I didn't like his stance on pro-life, pro pro-choice, and we could talk about that at a later date. But I'm, I, I, you know what? I, I'm going to be honest with you. I am liberal enough in my thinking... Well, this is all right with me. I like my politicians being regular people. Like, I don't like this fake pulled up church lady act that they all put on. I like to know that my politicians go home, drink brown liquor and cuss. I like to know that they whoop their kids. Oh, wow. I, like, I like to know that they, you know what I'm saying, eat fried chicken and soul food. And, and listen to blues music on Sundays with their family in the backyard. I like my politicians being regular people. I like to know that they hunch. Um, I, I, li I like it. I, 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 now, this is an extreme, but I wish more politicians would be regular people. Like Nancy Pelosi, we know you smoke the reaper. We oh, know you, we know you go home and smoke reefer. You was you you was you was in your prime during the 60s. We know you smoke the reefer and drain Hennessy. We know. <laughs> 
Well, and you school like, black men. That is a Italian American woman that's oh, she, oh, she definitely like the black men <laughs> <laughs> and smoke the reefer. Well, speaking of black men, uh, something that black men and women love is a uh, snow crab. And for the first time in history, snow crab season is canceled. I blame the PPP loans. You know, took all the crabs out the ocean. An investigation has been launched into the disappearance of more than 1 billion snow crabs. The Alaska Department of Fish and Game had to cancel the winter snow crab season due to the lack of products. Investigators speculate that environmental conditions could be the cause of the disappearance of the snow crab. Q, I know you must be heartbroken. What you feel about the cancellation of snow crab season? But this is how you know, don't know black people work for the, for the Environmental Protection Agency or for the, the Fish and Wildlife or whatever, because they are going all down the wrong dog on trail. Y'all need to go to the black community and look on every corner at these crab boy places that don't pop up in every city, USA, with crabs coming in every flavor between them, me, and our executive producer, Joyce. That's where all the crab legs is gone. That's where they've all gone. So I know, think I think it's rise in crab leg prices. Listen, I don't believe it. I think I think it's because just like what they did with the chicken wings, when a lot of people of color are buying these products, they they want to figure out a way to hike the prices. They did it to bacon, they did it to the chicken wings, and now they're doing it to the, the snow called the snow crab legs. Uh, but you know there are environmental issues going on right now. Like let's be very clear, the temperatures and the oceans are rising, and it is causing a, a ripple effect. Like that, there is something to that. And again, we don't bought all the crab legs with all of our PPP money. That is definitely a fact. I want to thank my co-hosts Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for joining me and being amazing. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stick around for a new episode of Kitchen Talk, and we will see y'all on Friday with your questions. Y'all have a good one. Bye, soulmates. Soulmates. Bye, y'all. Get the crabs before they go up. Hey, how was your summer? So good. I got these awesome calm strips. What's a calm strip? They're reusable stickers that come in all kinds of shapes and designs. Whenever I want to fidget, I can rub, scratch, or pick at the bumpy surface. It's a great way to help me stay focused. And I can collect and trade all the cool colors and patterns. Whoa, I want one. Here you go. Take a little calm back to school with calm strips. Go to calmstrips.com and use promo code HEART for 20% off all orders over $20, plus free shipping on all orders within the U.S. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.